Hi there, this is Joel with Overcome Evil with Good. Today I had posted a posting on a theater that I that I took a picture of, okay, on the sign, and it says that we will prevail, trust in God. I'd like to talk about that today, and here's why I'd like to talk about it, because prevailing is a choice, okay? Um, I was looking at some things um, in my life. There is um, other things besides the whole uh, COVID-19 in life, okay? This is a big picture how the world deals with prevailing. We've, we, I had did a uh, post on um, what is your AQ, okay? Your adaptability quotient. And so that's your ability to adapt in hard times, difficult times, uh, or, or maybe it's a transition in a job or it's a transition in life. Um, that could be, uh, you know, shifting of, you know, through going through a divorce. Um, maybe your children leaving. Maybe you're getting a new job. Maybe you move to another area. Um, whatever it is, prevailing is a choice, okay? Now, it is always a choice because it is a choice in our attitude. What kind of attitude are you going to have during these tough times? I had thought about a few things as I was uh, going through this whole process in my life because a lot of people are going through a lot of transition. Maybe they lost their job. Maybe they're, you know, uh, maybe they can't work right now. Maybe they're working at home. Their children are at home. And we got all these things that are causing uh, different issues. You know, when you go to the store and People, some people are fine. They don't even think about it. I'm going to be one of those. I mean, I try to respect everybody around me and try to walk around six feet. But it's so funny how some people are just paralyzed. I went to a, a park uh, this uh, weekend, and walking around the park, you just watch people. Um, we're outside, and you know, and, and not even really close to people. We have to walk through this kind of a narrow trail. Um, and the trail was at, uh, it's called Clifton Gorge. And so there's narrow pathways and it's funny to watch people get so steer so clear from you in order to not pass by you. Okay. And so as we see some of these things, it's going to kind of change. And even after everything's over with, are people still going to, you know, do these things? That's not what I'm talking about. Cause it does change our behaviors. Now, with behavior changes, it's good. What if it got you to wash your hands more? Maybe we'll cut down on a regular flu season um, the next year. I mean, that's a good thing. There's some positive things that can come out of this. Maybe you've got some more family time. Maybe um, you you got to do, you know, name it, okay? I can sit here and think of all kinds of great examples, and so can you. Now, we can we can get scared about these moments or we can say, you know what? These moments are opportunities to do things I didn't normally be able to do. Now, what is crazy about this is this. You can choose as you're, let's say you're looking for a job, you're looking for a secondary income or uh, you're trying to figure things out. You can sit back and actually enjoy this time or you can sit there and think about, oh, look what it did and look how much it changed my life. A lot... Have you have you noticed some people that's gotten super creative how people have come together because of this? I mean, people are having inventions and they're coming up with all kinds of ideas and they're coming up with, you know, funny things about everything. You know, it's not a funny situation we're in. However, it is also a time that we can 
refocus. I remember in my life, let me tell you a, a time in my life that began to refocus, okay? Maybe you can relate with this, but I remember going through a time of separation. I came home, um, if you will, I was gonna, I thought I was gonna get my house ready and I was gonna, you know, get it sold and, and uh, get some things taken care of. And I remember walking into my empty house with most everything taken out of it, some furniture still there, uh, but all of the personal belongings gone, okay? It was in February, and not of this year, um, a couple years ago, and I walked through the house, and I, I, or I walked into the house. I, one thing that I noticed was, for whatever reason, the thermostat was turned way up high. I don't know if that was to drive a bill up. I have no idea what that was about. But the, the thermostat was turned way high. I mean, I think it was like 80 degrees in there. Um, I, I went over and I turned off the thermostat uh, or turned it way down. And, uh, and, and, I, and I was a little bit upset about that. But that was the least of my concerns. As I walked through my house, there's no one in the house but me. And everything in that house reminded me of what... I had okay now obviously not a lot of good things that I had there was a lot of good things I sat on my couch my my leather couch you know when you work really hard and you get nice things and your nice things are sitting in there and that can do nothing for you to comfort you to give you any type of support it they're just there they were cold hard material items and I remember looking at these I worked so hard worked overtime to, to do, to have this house, um, to have the nice concrete patio and uh, concrete that I had just poured and all the different additions that we had made to the house. And I remember it being a breaking point. I fell, uh, before I sat on the couch, I fell to my face and almost like I was doing a push-up. I literally fell straight down, caught myself and began to weep. I cried so hard so it was one of those, uh, I know what uh, women refer to a lot of times as an ugly cry, okay? It was an ugly cry. I was hyperventilating, crying, realizing the brokenness that was in my family, realizing that things were never going to be the same ever again. I had some choices to make. At that moment, I remember, and I'm gonna do my best, to not be emotional in this, okay? I've gotten over, uh, you know, a good deal of it, but sometimes when you begin to relive it, now, granted, when I relive it, I don't relive it with pain. Sometimes when I talk about it, I'm reliving it with an attitude of testimony. If you have to relive something and it is taking you back to the areas of pain, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a suggestion. Now, this is not part of this. This is kind of bonus of this, uh, <laughs> of this, this whole um, audio here today. But what I want to encourage you, if you are replaying things and it is bringing up that same uh, uh, pain, um, I would encourage you not to relive it as much as you can. There's sometimes you have to relive it. Let's say you're testifying in court or you need to you know, relive it for whatever reason. But be very careful about reliving because reliving and replaying things through your mind is almost like going through it all over again. Your mind doesn't know the difference. 
And that's why people have anxiety disorders and because they're reliving, they're replaying. They've got a record player that continues to replay these events over and over in their head. Um, this also this weekend, I was at the place, I did a, a post a year ago where I had taken a picture of a, a concrete sidewalk. I'm walking on that same concrete sidewalk that three years ago, I fell to my face and when I completely broke down and said, this is got to change. Um, and I walked on that sidewalk where I was laying there crying and and um, because of some circumstances that had happened. And um, I fell on my face, bawling my eyes out again. Um, and I was in such turmoil at that moment in, in time that I was looking at a crack in the sidewalk and I said, can it get any worse? Those were moments and pivots in my life that created change that would happen. Now, I don't know where my life is going. I got some good ideas um, and I have some plans and I have some goals of where they're going to go. But never in my life did I ever think that I was going to be here talking about any of this stuff. I would never have done this um, in, in my mind's eye, uh, you know, and never would be a person that would be talking about broken relationships and toxic relationships and healing. And I, I just would have never dreamed in my life. Many of you are there and maybe there in that aspect of it, or maybe you're there in other aspects. But let me let me just share something with you as I wrote that article um, just a little while ago. And uh, I, I wanted to share something with you um, concerning also what I had thought about, and I just wanted to simply share it. You know, again, prevailing is a choice. We can either we can either succumb to our circumstances, get overwhelmed, and just get sucked in. Today, I had a great conversation with a, a friend of mine, Chris. He, I have uh, interviewed with him. I have some audios with Chris, um, and Chris is a good friend of mine, and I, I thank God for him. Um, I was talking about some priorities and some things like that in my life. I was getting some advice in my life, and I was I was reaching out to him for some solid. Uh, ed, you know, counsel and advice. And of course, he always provides for me. And I appreciate that. If you're listening, Chris, thank you so much. I owe so many friends out there, so many of you that might be listening that has given me or just encouraged me along the way. I thank you. I thank every one of you. There's been so many people that's played a part in my life. Um, but I, but I want you to know this, that prevailing is a choice, but also paralyzing is a choice. See, this is where most people get. We get to a point where we get paralyzed. We, I mean, I remember going through my circumstances a few years ago, and there were many times that I felt paralyzed. I did not know what to do. I have never been here before. Where's the manual? Who out there can help me? Who, who has the answers to this? And of course, I went to God. I went to my friends. And I also searched inside. As I, let's go back to the moment when I was in my house and I'm laying on the ground and I'm crying and I'm begging, what does this stuff matter? All of these priorities that I had to, to, to build this whole thing is now of non-existence, really. Not, not one of those things gave me any kind of moral support. Not one of those things gave me any kind of emotional support. Not one of those things gave me spiritual support or financial. 
All of these things were staring right back at me, right? Looking with empty, dead eyes because they had nothing to give me. And if you're there in, in a position where you're thinking, oh my gosh, where am I at? What's going to happen? Is it going to be May 1st? Is it going to be June? Is it going to be July when this whole thing is over? What am I going to do? Well, I don't know your specifics, and I don't have a written plan to give you, but I can tell you one thing. Everything starts in the mind. It becomes with an attitude. That's why I appreciate these people that did the that does the theater that said, "With God, um, we will prevail," and in in you know, with God, okay? Because you realize who actually holds the power. You see, we have to realize the enemy is the prince and power of the air. The Bible says. But, and, and, and we, we, I've quoted before, too, from 1 Timothy, um, where it says that God's not given us a spirit of fear. So there is a spirit of fear. In other words, it's like a personality. It has come and crept into the United States and around the world, and the spirit of fear has come in a way that I have never personally seen before. And so, but God gives his children, not the spirit of fear, but of love, power, in a sound mind. The word sound, if you if you were to look it up in the uh, Greek and you were to go into the Bible and do a, a little bit of a research and, and understand what the word sound means, um, it literally means, it's, it's a word for hygiene. Yeah, hygiene, like brush your teeth, wash your face, clean out your ears, clean your body, hygiene. Put your deodorant on, it's a clean life. Um, God's given us a clean life. Now, this world is going around talking about clean hands, and God's looking for people with a pure heart, a clean heart. And so sometimes when we go through things that upset every plan that we possibly had, I was going to go to this concert, or we had these sporting events, and we had all these kind of things planned, and look now, oh no. And it is, some of these things are sad. I'll give it to you. However, this life has zero guarantees, except for we know what to die and to pay taxes, right? Those two things are going to happen. You know, Jesus said, you don't know what a day may bring forth. You see, we've been living in prosperity, so we think we're untouchable. And all of a sudden, this, this hidden little virus comes along and wreaks havoc on a nation. It not only wreaks havoc in the, in the bodies of people, it wreaks havoc havoc in homes and businesses and, and all kinds of things. Things that you can do, the things that you can't do. It's changed habits, the way we think about of a lot of things. But I'm just going to tell you to reprioritize. Um, we can reprioritize or we can continue um, victimizing ourselves, right? It's a change of ways. Still, let's say, I'm speaking mostly to people in the United States. We have so many freedoms, it's, it's unbelievable. We make most countries jealous of the freedoms that we have. And we've got some of those things restricted from us, and we don't even know, some of us don't even know how to operate in them. And some of you are doing a great job. And some people are really, and I'm seeing it, I, I had somebody um, from England send me a picture that they had bought a Bible, and 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 we're turn our nation is turning back to God in in a way, and and I want I hope it is more of a revival type thing that sticks. I remember how many people were scared of the whole 
9-11 and we had all of the issues with terrorism. Everybody's scared. Am I going to get, you know, blown up? Am I this going to happen? And all of these, you know, the uh, white powder stuff, I forget what it's called. It was found in mail and it was sent to a lot of packages and stuff. And so we had all of these fears. Today, listen, we're in our own uh, amount of terrorism and it doesn't come with a human, doesn't come with flesh and blood. It comes in a virus because we're so scared. It is is kept a lot of people from doing things that they can do. They just choose not to. Now, I'm not telling you, do you want to choose to isolate and whatever? I, um, you might have health conditions. I'm not saying anything about that. What I am saying is healthy people don't die from this virus, but yet it's keeping healthy people from even operating. Now, healthy people can carry the, the disease, and I, I get that part of it. But the healthy people should not be in fear. I walk out to the store. Um... I don't fear. Now, maybe maybe there's a little bit of me that um, is possibly naive, but I'm not going to fear. If if somebody was coughing on me that I know that had, you know, the uh, COV-19, um, if if I if I knew that, I would be a little concerned at that moment in time because I don't. I'm a baby when it comes to getting sick, right? Most guys are, right? <laughs> and the women said, "Amen." Right. Well, anyway, point of that is. Is I want to re I want to encourage you. If you're out there, you're listening. Hopefully, you are. This can be something that is 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 you can prevail in. This is a test. It, you know, like your teacher sends you a pop quiz to see how much you've been learning and and see how much you've been. All of a sudden, bam! Hey, get out to uh, that was a dreaded thing. Get out your papers and a piece of pencil. Clear off your desk. We're doing a pop quiz. <gasps> you hear everybody gasp in the room, except those who are prepared the question is were you prepared if you weren't i'm not sitting here poking um poking you i'm not i'm not putting any guilt and trip on you anything like that learn from it you say hey listen i didn't do well with this one i actually went straight into fear you know what repent of it change turn back to god if you if you have never turned to god turn to god he is the answer he's all powerful he he's the one that 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 uh, he yes he allowed this to happen but listen people god uses all things all things to those who love him and are called according to his purpose all things um we that work together for our good he can use tragedies he doesn't cause them god's not the author of some virus no he's not but he can take what the enemy meant for evil, he can mean it for our good. Even in these broken relationships and these financial um, setbacks and these, and these, um, all of a sudden you got your, your, your kids at home, and you got just you don't know what is going to happen. You, you, you can't go places. And some people are saying, you know, I, one lady said I'm stir crazy. Well, there's a lot of people stir crazy, but you know, now she's not complaining. She wasn't complaining at all. However, if that's the worst that happens. Oh, that's pretty good. I was just at Walmart today, and all the groceries are restored, refreshed back. Everything is starting to settle out. I even saw several rolls of toilet paper just on the shelves. Not one person fighting for it. All of these fears. Now people got stacks of toilet paper or food or something like that. That they, It, it was nonsense. It, we, we went into fear. So you didn't do very well, okay? It's okay. It's okay. Learn from it. Grow from it. And then what you can do is you can become more mature in this area 
And that's good. Okay, so reprioritize, don't paralyze. Because when we paralyze, when we make decisions based on fear, we always fail. You hear me on that? Every single time I have made a decision based on fear, I'm like, yeah, gun it. I left too early um, uh, of, a, of a whatever, or I gave up too early, or I switched this, or I did this. I was motivated by fear. Be motivated by faith and making every decision based uh, on, on faith. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself going from fear to fear to fear to fear. You're going to be bouncing around like a, a pinball in, in a pinball machine and never really making headway in life, okay? And I, I see this, I get this, I understand it, I understand, I get it. But guess what? It never will get you anywhere. Every time, let me ask you a question, I want you to think about it. The last time you made a decision based upon fear, how did it work out for you? giving you some time to think about it but when you stopped you settled and you were like okay everything's okay and then you made a decision you processed it you made it by faith this is an educated decision I'm going to pull the the proverbial trigger pull you know and, and I'm going for this and you, you know how much better of a decision that you make how much a lot I want to encourage you, let you know, oftentimes I just say, God, who's ever listening to this, who's ever read my posts, Lord, I want to pray for them. I want to pray for them because I, I want to ask you, God, to, to meet their need. Be who they they need um, you to be. Because God is our, he's, he identifies himself in a lot of ways, and Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. He's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. He heals all our diseases. Listen, I want to encourage you, and I want to tell you what I always say, because this is the answer. I look at even pestilence, diseases, viruses as evil. Now, was it, was it manufactured from a human? I don't know. Okay, that's not the point. It could be, could not be. could be some kind of accidental thing. point of it is, it was something meant to destroy. Okay? And we always overcome evil with good. Until next time.